Great, so this version doesn't involve any audience participation. You'll be glad to hear. I've brought a team up with me to do it for you. So, when the hour came, he took his place at the table and the disciples with him. He said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among yourself. For I tell you that from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And then he took a loaf of bread, and when he given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But see, the one who betrays me is with me, and his hand is on the table. The Son of Man is going as it, is, it has been determined, but woe to the one who betrays me. So then they began to ask one another, which one of us, which one of us is going to do this? And a dispute also rose among them as to which one of them would be regarded as the greatest. But he said to them, The kings of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those in authority over them are called benefactors. But not so with you. Rather, the greatest among you must become like the youngest, and the leader like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one at the table? But I am among you as one who serves. You are those who have stood by me in my trials, and I have conferred on you the kingdom, just as my Father has conferred it on me, so that you may eat and drink at my table in the kingdom. And you will sit on thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon, listen. Satan has demanded to sift all of you like wheat, but I have prayed for that your faith may not fail, so that you, when once you have turned back, may strengthen your brothers. Lord, I am ready to go with you to prison and to death. I tell you, Peter, the cock will not crow this day until you have denied me three times that you know me. He said to the disciples, when I sent you out without a purse, bag or sandals, did you lack anything? But now, the one who has the purse must take it, and likewise a bag. And the one who has no sword must sell his cloak and buy one. For I tell you, this scripture must be fulfilled in me, and it was counted among the lawless. And indeed, what is written about me is being fulfilled. Look, Lord, here are two swords. It is enough. So he came out, and he went, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. When he reached the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not come into the time of trial. Then he withdrew from them, about a stone's throw, knelt down, and prayed. Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me, yet not my will but yours be done. And then an angel from heaven appeared to him and gave him strength. In his anguish, he prayed more earnestly and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down on the ground. And when he got up from prayer, he came to the disciples and he found them sleeping because of grief. And he said to them, 
Why are you sleeping? Get up and pray that you may not come into the time of trial. And while he was speaking, a, suddenly a great crowd appeared. And the one called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He approached Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said to him, Judas, is it with a kiss that you are betraying the Son of Man? When those who were around saw what was happening, they asked, Lord, should we strike with the sword? Then one of them struck the slave of the high priest on his right ear. But Jesus said, No more of these. And he touched the man's ear and he was healed. Then Jesus said to the chief priests, the officers, the temple police and the elders who had come for him, Have you come out with sword and clubs as if I were a bandit? When I was with you day after day in the temple, you did not lay your hands on me. But this is your hour and the power of darkness. Then they seized him and led him away, bringing him to the high priest's house. But Peter was following at a distance. When they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat among them. Then a servant girl, seeing him in the firelight, stared at him and said, This man was also with them. Woman, I do not know him. <laughs> a little later, someone else on seeing him said, You are also one of them. I am not. Then, about an hour later, yet another one kept insisting. Surely this man was also with him, for he is a Galilean. Man, I do not know what you are talking about. At that moment, whilst he was still talking, the cock crowed. The Lord turned and looked at Peter, and Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he said to him, before the cock crows three times today, sorry, before the cock crows today, you will deny me three times. And then he went out and wept bitterly. <laughs> and now the men who were holding Jesus began to mock him and beat him. They also blindfolded him and they kept asking him, Prophesy, who is it that struck you? And they kept heaping insult after insult on him. When day came, the assembly of the elders of the people, both chief priests and scribes, gathered together and they brought to him, brought him to their council, and they said, If you are the Messiah, tell us. If I tell you, you will not believe. And if I question you, you will not answer. But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the power of God. Are you then the Son of God? You say that I am. We've heard it ourselves from his own lips. Then the assembly rose as one body and brought Jesus before Pilate, and they began to accuse him, saying, We found this man perverting our nation, forbidding us to pay taxes to the emperor, and saying that he himself is a messiah, a king. So then Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? You say so. Then Pilate said to the chief priests and the crowds, I find no basis for an accusation against this man. But they were insistent and said, He stirs up the people by teaching throughout all Judea, from Galilee, where he began, even to this place. Now when Pilate asked this, he asked him, Is this man a Galilean? And when he learned that he was under Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him off to Herod, who was himself in Jerusalem at that time. 
When Herod saw Jesus, he was very glad because he'd been wanting to see him for some time and he was hoping he was going to perform some sign for him. And he questioned him at some length, but Jesus gave no answer. The chief priests and the scribes stood by accusing him. Even Herod, with his soldiers, treated him with contempt and mocked him. They put an elegant robe on him and sent him back to Pilate. Now that same day, Herod and Pilate became best friends. And before that, they were enemies. Pilate then called together the chief priests, the leaders and the people, and he said to them, You brought this man to me as one who is perverting the people. And here, I have examined him in your presence and have not found this man guilty of any of your charges against him. Neither has Herod, for he has sent him back to us. Indeed, he has done nothing to deserve death. I will therefore have him flogged and release him. And then they all shouted together, Away with this fellow, release Barabbas for us. Now this was a man who had been put in prison for insurrection that had taken place in the city, and also for murder. Pilate, wanting to release Jesus, addressed them again, but they kept shouting. Crucify! Crucify him! A third time he said to them, Why? What evil has he done? I have found in him no ground for the sentence of death. I will therefore have him flogged and then release him. But they kept urgently demanding with loud shouts that he should be crucified. And their voices prevailed. So Pilate gave his verdict that the demand should be granted. He released the man they asked for, the one who had been put in prison for insurrection and murder. And he handed Jesus over as they wished. As they led him away, they seized a man, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming from the country. And they laid the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A great number of people followed him, and among them were the women who were beating their, their breasts and wailing for him. But Jesus turned to them and said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For the days are surely coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren and the wombs that never bore, and bled the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, Cover us. For if they do this when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two others, who were criminals, were also led away to be put to death with him. When they came to the place called the skull, they crucified Jesus there, with the criminals, with one on his right and one on his left. And then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing. And the people stood by, watching. But the leaders scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he is the Messiah of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him coming up to him and offering him sour wine, saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. And there was an inscription over his head, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who was hanging there with him kept deriding him and saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deed. 
But this man has done nothing wrong. And then he said, Jesus, remember me when we come into your kingdom. Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And while the sun's light failed, the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus, crying out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. When the centurion saw what had taken place, he praised God and said, Certainly, this man was innocent. And then all the crowds that gathered there for this spectacle saw what had taken place. They returned home, beating their breasts. But all his acquaintances, including the women who'd followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance, watching these things. Now, there was a good and righteous man named Joseph, who, though he was a member of the council, had not agreed to this plan and action. He came from the Jewish town of Arimathea, and he was waiting expectantly for the kingdom of God. This man went to Pilate, and he asked for the body of Jesus. Then he took it down, wrapped it in a linen cloth, and laid it in a rock-hewn tomb, where no one had ever been laid before. It was the day of preparation, and the Sabbath was beginning. The women who'd come from him, with him from Galilee followed, and they saw the tomb and how his body was laid, and they returned and prepared spices and ointments. On the Sabbath, they rested according to the commandment.